Live from the ACU of Texas Studios, this is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to episode, what episode are we on? I have no idea. No, no idea. No, we probably should have went over that Probably, what, 20? Are we on 20? I don't know. Greg, what episode are we on? (laughs) Okay, he's giving me the the one minute he's checking. All right. Well, while he's checking on that, uh, I'm Nelson Negron, President and Wealth Management Advisor of Provident Oak Financial LLC. And as always, I'm here with my wonderful, amazing, beautiful... Whatever else that I can compliment her with, wife. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> On that note, this is Rihanna Negron, and I am our um, COO and our CRM of Provident Oak Financial, and we're glad you're here today. Um, we're episode number what? 19. Greg 19. Is, he, he is showing Thank you, me Greg, a, a for piece saving of paper the day. that says 19. One night. Our trusty producer. Yes. Thank you very much. Good thing somebody's keeping us in the track. <laughs> Uh, so, episode so, 19. Yep. So, if this is the first episode you've listened to, then you have some catching up to do. Because mm-hmm. we have 18 other wonderful, amazing, <laughs> interesting, entertaining episodes that you got you to gotta listen to. It's a good thing that you're a financial advisor because you were able to figure that out. For our 19, we've got 18 to catch up on. Oh, I did do the math right. You did. I did. You That's did. great. <laughs> Before several cups of coffee, that's that's. I'm still reason. working on one here. I, this is number two. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is the earliest that we've ever recorded. Recorded. Yeah, yeah. there's a reason for that. My brain doesn't work. <laughs> but well, and uh, if you've been with us since the beginning, uh, welcome back. Thank you for your stick toitiveness. Loyalty. <laughs> I like the word stick toitiveness. Okay, no. so today <laughs> <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a financial advisor and not I a just stay on target. And, and not a uh, uh, wordologist. Wordologist, <laughs> 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 something like that. I don't even sounds know if like that's I'm a dig- word. Sounds like I'm digging for words. Like, I don't know. Like I feel dinosaur like I bones Googling. or something. Okay. Well, all right. So, <laughs> on that note, mm-hmm. I think we probably should get to the actual topic. Correct. Before but, they turn off the podcast. Yeah. All right. So, so today, sit back and listen. Yes. Because we have a wonderful interesting topic it's actually a tough topic and i can feel people cringing when we say this title so we are going to slay the dragon today we are it's a big one yes today we're going to be talking about marriage and money seven tips for a happy spouse and happy house now i've heard the happy wife happy life happy house. you know that that one's true but (laughs) you're going to learn in this episode it goes both ways so that's why we said happy spouse happy house so are you ready for this you think you can stay out of trouble this episode, maybe, probably not. Um, I guess we'll find out. We will. <laughs> There's a sudden like There's, dead spot. <laughs> you know, I just killed him off. <laughs> well, we have it recorded, so and we have a witness. You know, Greg, he'll he'll testify on my behalf. Yeah, uh, he's shaking his head yes. So yeah. <laughs> Greg, are you feeling the look you're getting right now? I feel like you're not fully grasping that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now he's hiding. That's better. <laughs> All righty. So what's number one? So number one, separate bank accounts are a no-no. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. So we talk to a lot of couples, um, and it's more common than I actually would have ever expected. But it seems that when 
a married couple comes together, you know, they get married, they keep their finances separate hmm. um, for some reason. Um, and, and, you know, they had their separate accounts when they were single, when they started dating, they had their own accounts, which obviously makes sense. Um, you're not going to merge accounts or, or consolidate um, funds. That's not a before. first date thing? No, okay. I, I don't think that's a first date topic. Okay. I mean, that that's like out there with going to the movie on a first date because then you can't can't talk can't talk look at you gold star i mean it only took me 17 years to realize yeah, that so we're still working on i it. didn't take you to the movies on a first date no 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 we went out to eat we did yeah yes it was after a, your it was, after your soccer game yeah it was a nice restaurant yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those five-star restaurants fridays fridays <laughs> <laughs> You're so romantic. Uh, well, yeah, had to had those tostado nachos. Oh. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, so um, yeah, they and a lot of couples that we talk to seem to think that that's kind of the best way to do things. That um, you know that it'll you'll have fewer arguments, um, that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, we in our experience, uh, not just professionally but personally. Um, that's a big no-no. Um, have everything together. Yeah, that's just not a good idea. Um, separating bills, not a good idea. Accounts, not a good idea. You've got to get out of that mindset from uh, yours and mine to ours. And we tell our clients this all the time. It is no longer yours and mine. It's ours. So, And they actually um, did a study. It was the um, State of Finances, an American Household Survey from 2017, and one in three couples who argue with their spouse about money confess that they actually hide things from their spouse, financial things. So basically, the separate accounts, they're hiding it, and it's causing arguments. Right. I mean, we have to you know, kind of take a step back and, and think about you know, why are we married in the first place? And it's because we want Because you looked really cute on the soccer field. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... Other than my amazing looks. Um, <laughs> uh, and you can grill a mean steak. Okay. I mean, it's really so I can cook and I look really good. Hey, you know, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> so, but, and you um, make cute babies. Okay. All right. So we're moving on. Yeah. See, this compliment thing right. can go both ways. Right. Isn't it great? Move along. Move along. You're pretty All red, right. like Christmas red right now. Okay. So, yeah. So we get married. <laughs> Yes. You know, and, and the idea is that we are going through the rem, the remainder of our life as a team or, right. and, and that that other person is our partner in life. And so as any partnership, any business partnership, you know, sure, the different people have different roles, but they also still know what the other person is doing and they have access to that information. So in in a marriage it is a partnership and the left hand needs to know what the right hand is doing. That's how a successful marriage works when it comes to money is that the communication is there. Um, each other, we, we, we know what we're doing. We know what's going on. We're working on the budget together and we're on the same page. Yeah, that's how you avoid being that one in three that are fighting over hidden, you know, purchases from your spouse. So, right. And yeah. uh, one thing that we do is if you know you can pick in a number, pick an amount depends on your current situation. But for us, anything over thirty dollars, 
Um, I think we went up a little bit. It used to be 20. I think it's gone up to 30. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out when that went up. I, I, well, because <laughs> Amazon has tax. <laughs> but anyways, so if it's over $30, and this goes both ways, uh, we just talk about it first. And it, it's not asking the other person for permission. That's not how this is. This is just a mutual respect to make sure, hey, are we going to you know, throw off our budget? Is this going to put you in a tight space? This is something we really need right now. You know, Just talk through it. And I mean, that, like I said, it goes both ways. And you might find that, hey, this could really set us back if we get it right now. But, you know, can we just wait until next week? And it can make a big difference. And maybe one person didn't realize that. So just talk it out. Figure out that magic number and just talk through those purchases. So cool. Leads us to number two. Number two. All right. Discuss and make lifestyle choices together. Yes. That's important. Why is it important? <sighs> Because if one of you thinks that you need to live in like a 12-story mansion and then the other person's like, I'm good with shopping at Goodwill and living. Hold on, do mansions come in 12 stories? They can with the right amount of money. Oh, okay. (laughs) You can buy anything with the right amount of money. But anyways, the other person's like, I'm good in a loft apartment with Goodwill clothes. You're going to have some issues. So you guys need to kind of talk that out together, um, preferably before you're married. <laughs> That's usually good. That's good with the premarital counseling. But if not, it's not too late. Have this discussion. Um, and just make sure you're kind of on the same page. Because if you have the same expectations, you're going to fight a lot less. Right. And your lifestyle, probably, when you have these conversations, should fit in your actual budget. What? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you are, if you have a goodwill income, you probably shouldn't live in a... In a mansion. <laughs> if you're in a good you can't, well, you can't even well, afford you know, the taxes. It, but. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned like being content with shopping at Goodwill. So, hmm. yeah. you, know, you probably shouldn't spend money that you don't have. That you don't have. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that we can really, you know, kind of, um, you know, look at this year that with everything that's going on, um, you know, most people in general, you know, and, and, and this may touch a nerve, but most this people, whole this podcast whole, yeah, this whole podcast, yeah, it can touch a nerve, but people in general live outside their means and we live in a kind of a time of, of instant gratification. Mm. And so we put things on credit cards, we're overextending ourselves. And when, you know, our income only allows us to live a certain lifestyle and we should be on the same page with our spouse when it comes to that lifestyle. Correct. And, you know, marriage is all about compromise. So, you know, maybe one of you does have a more expensive taste and that's okay, but you can kind of meet in the middle, you know, maybe find an outlet mall that carries those more expensive brands shop for sales. You know, you don't have to have it that very second. Maybe if you wait just a little bit longer, you can still get the nice things for a little bit less. That way you're not giving your spouse a stroke or putting yourself in major debt, but you can kind of compromise that way. So, Sounds good. <laughs> so number three. I like that one. I like number two. I like number three. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are so. Number three is it's okay to be different. Um, yeah, we are polar opposites, so I can totally relate to this in a lot of things. In a good way. We balanced yeah. each other out. So Yeah, I mean, so, you know, opposites attract. And, and you know, I'm the, the, the big planner you're the nerd. Uh, the, <laughs> the the one who who maybe admittedly overthinks the the future. The nerd. <laughs> the good looking, good cooking nerd. That's right. Yeah. 
That's that's, that's what that's what, all, that's what I hear. I mean, I'm good with the nerd thing. Just keep making mistakes. <laughs> yes, no. You are the numbers guy, the planner. You are the nerd. There we go. All right, I'll take it. All right, but and and you on the other hand, you're more of the free uh, spirit. <laughs> yeah, you, you like the experiences, yes. and and, the, and so um, you know, if it was left completely up to me, we wouldn't do anything ever. And if it was left completely up to me, we'd do everything and probably be totally flat broke all the time. So we balance each other out. We do. And that's okay. Compromise. Right. We, it, marriage is a life of compromise. Hmm. You don't always get your way. And it's not about getting your way. Right. It's about working together to achieve a goal. Exactly. And again, a lot less arguing if you just talk these things out. <laughs> Communication, communication, communication. Yes, exactly. Um, So number four, we kind of touched on this a little bit with number one as far as the separate checking accounts, but this goes with everything. Uh, Number four is it's not yours or mine, it's always ours. And that's in everything. And then um, an issue under this topic is typically in a marriage, if you have, you know, two people working, or even if just one of them's working, however it works out for your family, one person typically makes more than the other. It's not very common that you make the exact same amount. Right. Even if it's a penny more. Right. You make more or less. Exactly. And we don't want that to be cause, causing a problem. Um, it shouldn't be, you know, I'm the breadwinner because I, I make more than you and I'm better than you type attitude. It goes back to that. It's ours. It goes to both salaries or whatever. It's one pot. One account, it's ours. Right. Because, yeah, you start going down that road, it's bad. <laughs> and, and guys, all right, I'm speaking to you. Uh-oh. If your wife is a stay-at-home mom, <laughs> she has just as much right to knowing what's going on to the finances as a spouse or a wife that is working. Think of it this way. If you had to replace her, with a caretaker, a nanny, a personal chef, a Uber driver, teacher, teacher, all those other things. All right, you wouldn't be able to afford her. <laughs> so well played. You are really good with these gold stars today. I feel like I should have brought a whole roll all over you. So just because she stays at home with the kids does not mean that her opinion is any is is valued any less. And when it comes to your budget, um, the money that you bring home from your occupation is just as much hers as it is yours. So let's not make that a topic uh, when we're having these discussions of, oh, well, I work so many hours and you are at home. And ladies, please don't let this make you feel any less than or take away from your worth. Because like he was saying, I mean, all the jobs that you do, I I did it for a long time. I quit my job and stayed home with our boys and I homeschooled and I did all that. And it was really hard at first because I felt like I wasn't bringing home an actual paycheck anymore. So I lost value. That is not even the case. When you really start looking at the numbers, if you're a numbers person and the value you bring as far as all the jobs you do and just, you know, being an important part of your family, it's it's priceless. So please do not let that make you feel any less than. Right. And, and it's interesting because some, sometimes when we have these discussions with people, we look at life insurance. And mm. they, they say, well, how, or they ask the question, how much life insurance do I need? Okay, well, let's talk about if, you, if, if your spouse 
were to pass away, what would you have to do in order to replace all the things that she does? Mm. Or what would you be realistic? Right. And, and and I I don't remember the, the statistic off the top of my head, but I know that you're talking in the hundreds of thousands of dollars a year that a, that if you were to pay someone to do the thing that the, that the, and it, and vice versa as mm-hmm. well, you know, the, the wife could be working and the husband could be staying at home, but it, it's the same idea that how much is it going to cost to replace that person? And, and that's a life insurance discussion discussion that we have as well. When we talk to uh, couples about having life insurance for each other. Yeah, I actually pulled it up in Investopedia, a stay-at-home spouse. Uh, you're looking at a median salary of about $178,201. And that's just, I mean, that's not for people to have multiple kids. That's That goes up depending on how many children you have. So, so it's pretty safe to say that the stay-at-home parent or spouse mm-hmm. is the most underpaid job in the world. I also feel like it's probably the most rewarding, but yes, it is. Yeah, it was a big change for sure. And going back into the working world, that was a big change because, you know, whether you're working, you're at home, whatever you do, you're important. So So number five, no secrets. Mm. I think that's probably pretty self-explanatory. You don't keep secret purchases from your spouse. Yeah, well, being unfaithful to your spouse is not just an affair. Sometimes it can be taught. We can be talking about like purchases, financial, financially, you can be unfaithful or deceitful as well. So once we get into, you know, hidden credit cards or whatever, we've, we've heard it all. You do not want to do that. Um, that's going to bring up lots of issues in the marriage. It's going to bring up trust issues, uh, debt issues. You know, if your spouse doesn't really know where you actually are financially because you're hidden, you've hidden things from them, you're setting you guys up to fail in multiple ways. So yeah, I mean, think about the idea or, or the fact. Um, okay, maybe we can even take 2020, for instance. Mm. And how many people have lost their jobs due to COVID? Okay. So then not only did they lose their job to COVID, but then the spouse comes to them and says, oh, well, we lost income. By the way. By the way, <laughs> I have this credit card that needs to be paid that you didn't know about. And I was paying it before, but now I'm having to pay all the bills because you're not working and now have this credit card mm-hmm. or, you know, some, anything like that. Or <laughs> even on the, on the, uh, on the, uh, something that, that some people may think is a positive, but, oh, you lost your job. Oh, don't worry. I had this secret savings account that you didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, that would, that's still, you know, for the person who is finding that out is going to be, that's going to be like, kinda, why? Yeah. Why did you have that secret savings account that I didn't know about? What were you trying to hide? Or and did I'm you having, not trust me yeah. to provide for the family? Or are you trying to leave or? <laughs> right. And now I'm having to deal with that as, as well as the fact that I lost my job. Yeah. It's just unnecessary. And if you want to do a savings account, awesome, great. Talk to your spouse. Let's, you know, let's put more into savings. Let's do this. That's a good thing to have. That emergency account is awesome, but you both should know about it. This isn't a hidden thing. And if you're afraid to tell your spouse about an account because you're afraid they're going to spend it, there's more issues there. Again, you got to be on the same page. You're going to have to have those tough conversations. You're a team. You're a team. Work as a team. Yes. All right. So number six, Hmm. set expectations together. Huh. 
Who would have thought unmet expectations can cause conflict? They can. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And and again, some of this is probably things that should have been talked about before the wedding. Yeah. You know, and, and as you're getting to that point of, of thinking about getting married is, okay, well, what what kind of expectations for life do you have? What kind of lifestyle do you want to live? Um, kids, <laughs> the conversation around kids and <laughs> whether or not you're going to have any, um, those kind, those kind of things, but also, you know, the, the financial goals right? You know, and, and make sure that you're on the same page, set those expectations ahead of time. So you're not trying to work through that while learning how to be married. I mean, if you, you know, if you have it in your head that you're going to buy a new house the second you get married and that's how you're doing it. And then you come around to your first anniversary and you guys are in an apartment together still. You're going to be disappointed. There's going to be issues. There's going to be resentment. There's going to be things that you should have discussed long ago. And just, you know, marriage is hard enough, especially when you're trying to figure things out in the beginning. Just prevent things from being issues later on and talk about it ahead of time and just make sure you're on the same page. And have your expectations be realistic. (laughs) Just because I want a 12-story mansion. And go to Paris. Oh, I really do want to go to Paris, but you can keep the mansion. (laughs) I don't, who wants to yeah, live in a mansion when I could I, live on a cruise ship? I should have thought about that before I said it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but seriously, you know, especially when you're looking at what you want to do as a married as uh, in marriage, and if your expectations don't again don't meet your income, then we probably should reevaluate what our expectations are and compromise on those um, so they fit within a realistic budget. Yes, exactly. And remember, so money and marriage should go hand in hand. So remember, you married this person for a reason. Okay. Believe it or not, you need them. You need their skills, their insight, their perspective. They have things you don't have. Like we talked about balancing each other out. They're your teammate and we need to treat them like a teammate. We need to be on the same page, same team. Things can be done together. Sounds good. Stepping off my soapbox. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you all made it. Uh, no, we got one more. No. Seven. There's seven? Yeah. Um, seven, yeah. That's Remember we called this the oh, the yes. seven tips for happy You know why? I tried to skip house. that one. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one. This one's an interesting one. Let's, let's talk about this. Let's talk about number seven. We could skip number seven. No, it's really no, quite no, all right. no, no, no. I mean, we're getting short on time. Oh, I can get a lot of words in in the in, in amount of <laughs> The amount of time that we we have left. All right. Number seven, don't let your kids run the show. This is a hard one because we all, including myself, I want to give my kids the world. If they want that new stinking $500 Quest 2 system, I want to give it to them. But you have to remember at the end of the day, you don't want them like causing you marital issues, putting you into severe debt. If your parents are constantly fighting, it's not really going to matter if you have the new VR system. So, can I get on my soapbox about this one? Can I? Can I? Can I? Go ahead. So, so I struggle here. You I have know. a newborn baby. All right. Okay. And you want to buy them some clothes. Do they really need to have like a hundred dollar pair of shoes? Well, what are we talking here? Like, how cute are these shoes? No, 
especially when they're they're going to outgrow in two days in a couple of days yeah, a couple of weeks a month maybe yeah. at the most you know or you know the, do they need to have i don't even know like baby clothes anymore it's been so long yeah our, our baby just turned 12 yeah so, so the most expensive nicest uh you know onesie they have <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> you know, that they're going to outgrow in a matter of weeks. Uh, well, it, it, I think it just goes down to like going between wants and needs. Yes. And being again, realistic. If you have the money and you've done everything you're supposed to and you want to buy a crazy expense, you know, and splurge once in a while, that's different than, OK, I'm not sure how we're going to pay the mortgage this month, but, you know, our baby's rocking the most stylish clothes and I just got me a Louis Vuitton diaper bag. Yeah, yeah. Buying a pair of Oakleys for the baby. Yeah, they I, have those? I, oh, no, I was... what? No, 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 no. That, that makes no. you want another baby no, just to put baby it, Oakleys no, on. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> My grandkids are going to be so spoiled one day. Don't cuss at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was bad enough when we had to buy our son the fancy Oakley. It was for his baseball season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was bad enough. Yeah, that was... But, well, I'm pretty sure he lost him in like not long. Well, and let the record show that I was not all in favor of buying him those sunglasses for baseball. And that's how we, we compromised. Later on, I gave up something. <laughs> and that's where you go back to give and take, compromise, mm. meet each other in the middle. No, but seriously, um, yes, your kids need things. Mm-hmm. But let's kind of keep it in perspective that they don't always need the most expensive, latest, whatever, uh, out there. Um, there's ways to satisfy their needs and still stay within your budget. And if you really want to, you know, if you guys are financially able and you would like to help them out with some of those once, you know, maybe establish some chores or allowances, ways for them to earn things so that they can really understand the value of a dollar and not just assume that things just... That money grows on trees. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, our kids would say, yes, it does. It's paper. Teenagers. <laughs> you shouldn't have taught them so well whenever you were When I was homeschooling them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they wouldn't have known all that and they wouldn't be so smart. <sighs> and then we could really have some fun. <laughs> Uh, but yes all right so that was number seven i tried to skip seven yeah well um i wasn't gonna let that happen dang it (laughs) but but no we're people too we have the same struggles and we get it it's hard especially when it comes to your children but at the end of the day your marriage is a priority and it needs to be and money is a big part of it and so you've really got to go through these things be on the same team same page have these tough discussions and I mean, we have people that can't have these conversations unless they're with us. And that's okay too. Call your financial advisor. Yes. Tell them, you know, I don't know how to have these conversations. Let, you know, can you be the bad guy? We've done that. Absolutely. Um, you know, however you got to have the conversations to make them, ha- make them happen. If you need a third person to get the third person. Right. Maybe you're having these discussions and maybe you can kind of figure out a way to play this podcast episode with them in the room. <laughs> and now you just got them in trouble and they just got a whack. Oh, I mean, <laughs> so you, so after we finish number seven, just turn it off. Yep. Good yeah. time to end it. 
That was good. Next, yeah. let's go to next. Let's go to number twenty. But sometimes it is a uh, you know it is helpful to have a a a third um, person unbiased you know, unbiased opinion. Yeah, not or, your buddy. You know, not, just... Yeah, not your not someone who's all who you know who's always going to take your side. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, an important discussion to have, you know, especially this time of the year um, around Christmas time uh, when a lot of couples are trying to buy gifts for kids and other people and and uh, you know it, it, it can be really helpful to be on the same page know what we're doing uh, with with the you know when it comes to the to the finances and when it comes to money uh, so there's not any uh, any of the the debt hangover that we we talked about in previous episodes absolutely and um, just thank you for listening thank you for putting up with us for 19 episodes and if you have any questions or you you know topics you want to talk us to talk about let us know uh, you can email us at info at providentoak.com you can reach out to us on social media we're on facebook um it's the noise reduction podcast you can find our website uh um we're pretty pretty responsive so just reach out and just y'all have a blessed week and thank you for being here talk to you soon merry christmas merry christmas bye-bye bye Thank you for listening to the Noise Reduction Podcast. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Guest speakers and guest companies are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial and Provident Oak Financial LLC. Economic forecasts set forth may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All entities are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly.